This is a night to uh, to get it happening here in the Employment Hour. The Mothership has uh, landed once again. Your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or if you prefer, one talk That is, uh, is toll-free here for the Employment Hour. Over the next hour, the phone lines are open, ready for you to call in. You have employment concerns or severance, or you're calling for a friend or pal, or just something you've always wanted to know about your job or the workplace in general, bring it on. That's why we are here. We will get to the process of obtaining better severance. These are some good keys. Key, uh, key points you want to keep in mind and anytime you want to reach out through email that is help at employmenthour.com first week that was things that have been happening success stories what's going on pal big out time of, uh, oakland my beloved raptors are playing game three so uh, uh, i'm going to be watching anxiously i'm oh, sure yeah. many of of you out, out there are going to be doing the same uh, but uh, other than that it's been a busy week busy day busy uh, a little while actually at the office uh, with uh, a lot of issues coming up, a lot of employment problems solved, a lot of uh, quench, uh, questions answered. So that's wonderful. That's terrific. Keep them coming. Keep them coming on this show. Let's talk about your workplace rights. You have uh, the next, I don't know, 40 minutes or so to bring in your questions and make sure that uh, you, your problems are solved. If you're facing an issue in the workplace, no need to uh, worry. No need to suffer alone. Call us. We'll get it uh, resolved here. I promise. So let me tell you a story, something that came across my desk just over a few uh, days ago. This one uh, actually comes out of my firm's Ottawa office, but interesting situation. I spoke with a gentleman that was a, a salesperson, a car salesperson, and you know I've told you before about uh, car dealerships, kind of the, the wild west when it comes to workplace rights. Well, in this particular situation, uh, what happened, he was a commission salesperson, had a very similar commission structure for years, worked there for over 10 years. Well, guess what? Recently, uh, maybe uh, taking uh, some advice from a certain Greg Carrasco, this dealership dealership has decided that they're going to give all customers their lowest price. There's not going to be any negotiation on the price. They're just going to give people the lowest price, and that's it. Nice. Uh, As nice as that is, the problem is for the salesperson and these other salespeople is that now they're going to be selling cars for less money. In the past, you know, depending on how good a negotiator the salesperson was, they're going to earn more commission. So if he, he, there's a car that now he has to sell for 4000 he may have been able to sell this car for 5000 and make commission on that. Right. And, uh, and he figures that he's going to lose about 30% of his income just because of this. So he contacted me and said, can they do it? Well, even though from a business standpoint, it's a nice thing that they're doing, and I'm sure their customers are going to be very happy with this, in terms of how this impacts the employees, they're not allowed to do it. That's a constructive dismissal. What they're doing there is they're changing the way compensation is going to be earned. They're changing the way the commission is going to be earned. So for this person, he's going to take a 30% pay cut. He does not have to accept that. He can treat that as a constructive dismissal, and he's been there for over a, uh, over 10 years. He could be owed a year's severance. And I wanted to bring this up here uh, because this is a situation where they're not changing the commission percentage. He's still going to earn the same percentage on cars that he, sa- uh, he sells. Right. It's just because now he's going to have less of an opportunity to earn income, and it's going to impact his uh, total compensation. It's still a constructive dismissal. So bottom line for our listeners if your compensation gets affected, it doesn't matter how we get there. Maybe it's a, it's a change to commission structure, to percentage, to the way it's calculated, to the potential. Any way your compensation gets affected in a negative way, you may have the opportunity to treat that as a constructive dismissal. That's not something an employer is allowed to do. 
If your employer does that, if they put you in that situation, I want you to reach out to me as soon as possible. 416 870 star 640 on cell one 225 talk toll-free to call in now to this show. We'll get to your second uh, second point here in a moment. Want to get to Joe in between. Joe, how are you? Thanks for hanging on, pal. No problem. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's going on? Uh, just a question about severance. I uh, hope I'm never in a position to find out, but yeah. I know from listening to your show that your amount of severance is based on the term or tenure you've had at your company. Right. Uh, as far as coming to the dollar value, is that based on your present pay at the time you let go, or is it averaged out over the time you spent at the company? So if you have uh, compensation that changes, because maybe there's commission or maybe there's bonuses that are different, then we would do an average. Uh, but if, for example, you, you got uh, a pay raise the day before you were let go, then it's going to be calculated based on what you're earning at the time of termination. If you have a fixed salary, it's the salary based on the date of termination. If you have compensation that always changes, then we do an average. Uh, does that Great. answer the question, Joe? 100%. Thanks for taking my answer. I appreciate that, Bob. Pleasure. No problem, Joe. Keep in mind, if you want to uh, reach out afterwards, get a hold of Lior for any other questions, you can do that, or you as well, one 821 is that uh, particular number. So as we get the rest of our calls uh, lined up here, what was the uh, second uh, matter you wanted to talk about, pal? Yeah, we're, we certainly have calls coming coming in. But mm-hmm. let, let, uh, very quickly, I spoke with a, a lady. This goes to the, the don't mess with uh, mama category. Nice. She was on maternity leave. And while she was on leave, she found out that there's an, uh, a new position that opened, a, a promotion. Someone had quit, so they were the company was looking to fill a more senior position. She thought she'd be really good for that position. She contacted the company while she was on maternity leave and asked, will I be considered for this position? They said, well, no, you're not going to be considered because we need someone more senior than you for this role. Okay, she figured that's fine. Forgot about it in the sense and, and went back on maternity leave. When, when she came back from maternity leave, she met the person that was actually given this position. And guess what? This person is actually less senior than uh-huh. her less senior than her, uh, also a male, but that's a different issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was very upset about that because she thought she is actually the most qualified, most experienced person for that role, and she wasn't even considered, and she called me. And I said, well, even though it's impossible to know for sure, it does look like the fact that she wasn't considered may have something to do with her being on maternity leave. Uh, Otherwise, why would they say they need someone more senior? Why would they not consider her? Why would they end up uh, actually putting in someone right. that's less senior than her. It does seem bad. And so we're going to look into this more and we're going to get some more information from the company. But if the reason for her not getting the promotion has anything at all, anything to do with her maternity leave, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So of an important reminder to our listeners, if you're mistreated, discriminated against, not promoted, demoted, Anything at all to do with your, your, your pregnancy, with your pregnancy leave, or if you're a father, if it has to do with your parental leave, that is illegal. That's a non-starter. That can never happen. If it happens, you know what to do. You call me, and I'll help you. Help at employmenthour.com, by the way, and one 821 5900 Moving on to Catherine. Hey, Catherine, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Yes, um, hello, gentlemen. I, I Last September, I was injured at work um, and so subsequently I was put on WSIB benefits and modified duties and um, so uh, around on April 24th I was uh, told that I was not going I was not eligible for WSIB benefits anymore even though I am still 
um, disabled. And on that same day, I found out that my employer um, had fired me. I wow. emailed my, yeah, yeah, my life has just exploded. Uh, and I'm like, I'm having nervous breakdowns all the time. So anyway, I, I emailed my employer and asked him to verify this. And he said, uh, quote, I don't have any work for you anymore. And he actually backdated it to February 8th. And so then I called Service Canada to find out what it stated on my um, my record of employment, and it states that I was laid off. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he's violating um, uh, the Human Rights um, Act, uh, is he not? So, Catherine, how long have you worked there for? I was only there for five weeks, and I fell. Okay. So here's the, the thing. There's actually an obligation to re-employ uh, when you come back from, uh, from WSIB. Uh, and and he he can't let you go because you've been injured. Uh, that you're right. If if because you have a, a medical condition, a disability, and now an injury, you're not hired. You're not brought back. That is a human rights violation. It's a violation of the human rights code. Uh, and even though you only work for five weeks, you may also be owed severance. So so there's a potential violation of workplace uh, 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 of the WSIB legislation, potential violation of the human rights code, and potentially a wrongful dismissal. So all those things combined have to be dealt with. So, Catherine, obviously that's, that's more than we can deal with on the show right now. So what I want you to do is once, uh, once you, you get off the phone, I want you to reach out to me in the office, call me at the office or email me. I want to connect with you tomorrow morning so we can have a more in-depth discussion and, and talk about how we resolve this. I may even be able to help you deal with the WSIB issue, the fact that they cut you off when you're not ready to come back to work. So there's a lot to talk about, and I want you to connect with me as soon as possible. Catherine, I'm going to give you that number, and I really appreciate you uh, calling through tonight. Thank you for that. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior and the team. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is reachable as well. Simply help at employmenthour dot com. We got enough time. We'll uh, we'll squeeze in Mitch here before we break. Hey, Mitch, thanks for uh, for hanging on. How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind? So actually, I, I actually just had a quick question. I, yep. I listened to you guys quite a bit, and uh, just one thing that did ring a bell there when you're talking about the the feather that the uh, the guy that worked for the dealership for ten years, yep. and the uh, the policy of the place changed so that um, all car sales are going to be as low as possible, so there's no more negotiation. Right. What what if that boosts that guy's actual sales? So if that so if that guy's saying asking for or a wrongful dismissal or whatever, and he asked for severance. But the average of that place actually, say, increased in sales more than, saying, dropping their sales by 30% is what he's arranging around. Because technically, more people might come there and buy it more. So it's like, why would that employer get penalized for doing somewhat of a good business sense? So you're absolutely right. And I'm not disputing the fact that this may be a good business idea. Uh, in the sense that this ultimately can generate more money for the for the dealership, uh, but if if it does impact this person's compensation in a negative way, if it does, then yes, it's still a constructive dismissal as relates to him. Now, remember, he oh, can no, only sell. Like over a year. What's that? So he would have to wait over time to see. Oh, hey, boss, my uh, my. 
like I'm down 20 points on my sales in the last two months. Well, yeah, but but, it up but for him, my understanding is it's even more obvious because he can only sell so many cars, right? There's only so much time, so he he knows what he usually makes on on a car, and he knows what he'll make on a car yeah. now. They're probably going to have to hire more salespeople because they're going to have more business. But as relates to him, yeah. he's still going to only be able to sell a certain number of cars. So he, he's pretty sure that his compensation is going to go down. If he wasn't sure, then you're right. We would have to wait and see, does it impact his compensation negatively? Because who knows? If it does mean more money, then there's no issue here. But for him, given his particular circumstances, he knows it's going to impact him in a negative way. And because of that, it's a constructive dismissal. But you're absolutely right. There could be situations where this ends up being a good thing, and in which case it would not be a constructive dismissal. Good angle, Mitch. Appreciate the call and the, uh, the thought as well. And appreciate you listening to the, uh, the show as much as you do. Uh, Steve, hang on. We'll get to you. Stay on the line. And for you as well, plenty of time and plenty of room for you to call in and ask your questions and have your say as well here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free employment hour. Wednesday night edition rolls on right here on Global News Radio. This is the Wednesday night edition. We do this on Monday at 7 o'clock. The weekend shows and employment hour at 30 on Global Global TV and CTV as well. That happens on the uh, the weekends as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to call in here now and talk to us. one 225 talk toll free. we got lots of time and lots of lines open, so uh, don't be bashful. Bring it, uh, bring it on in. Eric, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Oh, good day, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I got uh, laid off about two months ago from a contractor that – can I name the company or – yeah, not necessary, but no, anyway. No, don't worry about that, no. Yeah. No, okay, it was just a, a truck, well, it was a courier company, a big courier company, and they had they, they have contractors working for them, and the contractor sold his route, and another contractor bought his route, and then he just laid me off for no reason at all. Uh, and I was there about six years. Is there anything to do with that? And you were, you were an employee, right? Uh, yes, of the contractor, yes. Got it. And were you paid any severance? Uh, nothing at all. Not even my two weeks holiday or nothing. Did you Did you talk to him about it? Did he Did he say anything? Oh, he says I don't owe you nothing. Uh, he said I said well, what's the reason? And he says uh, I don't need you no more. That's it. Oh wow. my God. Oh my. Can you believe this, John? Nice, wow. nice try. So, yeah. so Eric, let's start by the fact that yes, he is allowed to let you go. Good reason yeah. or bad reason, he's allowed. Mm-hmm. But and this is a big but, he has to pay you severance. Exactly. So you've been there for six years. Were you were you a courier? I was a driver, yes, sir. A driver. Okay, got it. Yeah. And uh, how old are you, Eric? Uh, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. And give me a sense of what were you earning approximately in a month and a year? Just a, a, oh, the, a I I was taking home salary, so it was about fifty a year. Okay, so someone in your situation, you, you'd be owed probably six to eight months of pay, okay? Six to eight months of pay, and if you're earning 50 a year, you could do the math what, what that is. Uh, and do we know this fellow? He hasn't left the country and disappeared? Uh, no, he's, he, uh, he's still working at that company uh, right now. Beautiful. So, so, yeah. so the, the good news is then, Eric, this is easy, easy, easy to resolve. This is as basic as it gets. So I, I, I'll help you. Honestly, it should just be a, a very simple letter from me that can get this resolved. You're owed north of six months' pay, six, seven, eight months' pay in that range. So I want you to, to reach out to me after the show, connect with me. You and I will, will speak tomorrow. Uh, and, and, you know, my hope is that by the time our, uh, our, next, our next live show is on, this is uh, resolved. Mm-hmm. 
That's great, man. Thank you very much. But I, okay, can I ask another question, there, sir? You bet. Of course. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, no. Uh, take your time, man. I I, I uh, talked to uh, another lawyer, and he said he sent the letter, but the new contract that was signed says he's allowed to terminate me for no reason. So no, he is right. allowed to terminate you for no yeah. reason. He, he absolutely is. It's a question of severance. He's allowed yeah, to okay, let you okay. go because okay. uh, because the sky is blue and he feels like it. He can yeah. do that, but he has to pay you severance, 100%. Yeah, okay. There's no ways around okay, that. Great. Okay, great. That's great. Thank you very much. All right, no Thanks, problem. Sarah. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, write this down and, and do reach out, honestly. one 821 5900 1-855-821-5900 to uh, call into this show. Get your answers just like that. That's how quick it can happen and turn things around for you, at least with the knowledge anyway to start off with. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk toll free I love that. I don't know you nothing. Have a nice day. Yeah, like, can you believe that? <laughs> you know you know what he should have done? He should have said, uh, you maybe want to listen to this uh, Lior guy on, uh, yeah. on the radio. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. would have learned his lesson, but he, he'll learn his lesson one way or another. So, no. And by the way, for everyone listening out there, employers and employees, you cannot do that. Full stop. Yeah, uh, The process of obtaining better severance, that's a nice little slick segue into our topic, and it's almost like we planned it. Uh, you know, last Wednesday, <laughs> we started talking about how uh, how you were able to improve severance packages. Is it difficult? Is it long? Is it expensive? So let's talk uh, a little bit about that and where we left off. So someone that was, was let go calls you to review their severance offer. What happens then? Because you know this is going to happen tomorrow after the show. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I can't even tell you how many people contact my office every single day, every single week uh, about being let go in their severance packages. So, so you know, I, I start off by doing what I just did with Eric. I want right. to find out some information about their job, about their compensation, about their history of employment, how they were let go, why they were let go. And, and then I'm, I'm able to say, okay, here is what you're owed. Okay. And, and I would tell someone, you're owed X. I'm, and I say that to them before I actually find out how much they're offered. I just want to tell them, right. here's what the law says for you. And then and I said, now tell me what you've actually been offered. And if what they've been offered is fine, then I say, hey, good for you. You've been offered a good package. Go for it. All's good. If they haven't, and 90% of the time they haven't, that's when I come in and that's when my job becomes to improve severance. And in most cases, the way we do that is we engage the company in a discussion, in a negotiation. I would send the company what I call a demand letter. The letter says, I've been retained by Eric. I've reviewed what you've offered him or what you haven't offered him. Here's what he's actually owed. And then I would make certain demands for improvement. I would probably ask for a bit more than what the person uh, is actually owed to give herself some room to negotiate. Yep. And I engage the company in a negotiation. And in the vast majority of cases, John, they respond with a counteroffer. We respond back. We get it resolved. And it's that simple. It's not confrontational. Uh, we're not going to court. We resolve this within negotiation, and the person can walk away with their better package very, very quickly. So 85 90% of the time, it's that simple. So people should not be afraid of the process. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Moving on to uh, Theo. Hey, Theo, good evening. How are you, sir? Good, brother. What is happening in your world? I just have a, a question, and just, just enlighten me for a second. I'm an employer. Sure. Yes. I'm an employer, and I had uh, two employees, or I had more than more employees, but I had two specifically who, at the end of the season, I uh, let go and um, had all the documents in order, and they had gone to the Ministry of Labor saying that I owe them outstanding monies. Now, from what I understand, when you apply to the Ministry of Labor, um, or in this case in particular, they went in there with no documents. 
They just specifically just told the ministry that he owes me money with no yes. supporting evidence. So what I, uh, as an employer, I had to, you know, obviously appeal it, and I had supporting documents. The problem is, I was going through a very big situation in my life with uh, with a divorce, and the ministry doesn't not want to hear the the truth because um, they want you to invest in the monies that are owed, put it into trust, and only at that point will they review, review the, the, well, the, my documents, if you will, right? But as an employer, that's very unfair. Well, it's a very unfair process. I actually had this debate a few months ago with someone at the Ministry of Labor. So here's how it works. It, it, it's actually silly. So an employee can go to the Ministry of Labor and say, I believe I'm owed overtime for some point in the last two years. That's it. That's all I have to say. And and not not even for what dates, for what days, uh, here's the documents, nothing. I believe I'm owed overtime. File that complaint. As soon as they do that, the Ministry of Labor is going to say to the employer, okay, you have to produce records from the last two years to show that, they've, that they're not owed overtime. Mm-hmm. And if you don't produce those records, they're going to find against you. Okay? So it, it's usually in the court system, the person that wants to prove their case has to provide the information, the evidence to prove it. Exactly. Uh, in this exactly. case, the employer has to prove that they don't owe something. It's a broken system. It's a. It's not a fair system for for employers. It's a. It's a bad system for employees too. It's just a bad system. Period. Uh, and and I, I hear you, Theo. I I I don't disagree with you. Uh, I I can't control it. I can't change it. It's it's something that the government does. Uh, it's a. It's it's not a good uh, place for employers. So it's and it's the rules. You have like, to play have by to, their I rules. Con- I have to continue appealing this and try to make my case. Because technically, if I can say to the ministry, you owe me a million dollars. Yes. And you have to come up with evidence to prove otherwise. Exactly. And if you exactly. don't, you're on the hook for that. How you're does right. that make any sense? Zero. It, it makes it makes zero sense. It's silly. And, and you know, in the, in the real world, that would make... That would be impossible, but this is how our government does it, uh, and I wish I knew how to change it, my friend, but I can't. Uh, it's completely unfair. You're absolutely right. Theo, appreciate the call, and uh, we get it, brother. We're here. Uh, we're feeling your pain. Bianca, how are you? Good evening. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. Good. What's uh, going question, on? My question is about mileage. Um, so I work in a sales or sales rep kind of role, um, and I get mileage, but I'm taxed on it, and from my understanding, I shouldn't be. Uh, I, I honestly do not know. That's something you would have to ask an accountant. Uh, I, I really don't know if that's taxable properly or, or, or not. Uh, here's the thing. If, if you're taxed on it, if, you, uh, if your employer is holding tax and that's wrong, you'll, I'm assuming you'll get it back when you file your taxes. But but that's kind of the extent of my knowledge when it comes to taxes. Uh, don't know much about it. You, you really should be asking a, an accountant that. Appreciate that, uh, Bianca. That's an interesting question. I've never heard anybody ask that tax or otherwise. I guess you can get a, a tax lawyer or, uh, or accountant on that one to find out the uh, the details for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to call in, ask your questions. That is the number to use. Or you have one 225 talk that is toll-free, talking about the process of obtaining uh, better severance. So we've uh, we've talked about, you've been through the, you know, you've been through the grinder with a few people, how simple it is just at least start making the phone call. How common is it, though, in your experience that people do reach out and get legal advice after they lose their job? Unfortunately, not near as common yeah. as it should be. And, and you know, it, just in talking to people, and obviously having done this show now for, for six, seven years and the TV shows, I get to speak to a lot of people. 
I, I know that it's probably 80 to 90% of people, when they're let go, do not get that advice. Now, if we start with the proposition, which is a fact, then 90% of people are offered a lot less than their own when, they're, when they lose their job. And, and 90% of those people are not going to get advice. Holy cow. Think uh, what windfall sometimes employers get when they let uh. people go uh, because the individual doesn't get advice and they may never know what they're actually owed. So right. I, I think we've, we've changed those numbers somewhat, you and I, over the past six years through, through our various shows. And I'm, I'm very happy and very proud of that. But still, you have to get legal advice if you lose your job. And I'm not saying this selfishly. You don't have to get it from me if you don't like me. Get it from someone else. But you have to speak with an employment lawyer if you lose your job. Frankly, the easiest way to get the information quickly, severancepaycalculator.com. You could do that right now. But no, if you don't get advice, you'll find out when it's too late that you're owed a lot of money. We've had many calls like that on this show. I've had even more calls like that in my office. Don't let that happen to you. You want to reach out, by the way, there's two ways, at least, just to start off with help at employmenthour.com is the email address, and to get to uh, Lior's office, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Back to the uh, the phone, we'll get to uh, Faisal. Hi, Faisal, how are you? I'm good, Leo. How are you doing? Good. What's, love, uh, what's on love, your mind? I, I love your show. I listen to your show all the oh, time. Oh, man, appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm just calling for a very good family friend of mine. Cool. Um, he's off work for over a month now. He has He worked for a body shop like a car, a body shop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he's a full-time employee, and he had a pinched nerve in his neck, and he was off, he's off work. So uh, he went and he get doctor papers and everything, and then give it to his boss. And uh, he, he asked his boss for, uh, like, you know, the paper to go apply for unemployment, unemployment. And his boss said he's not going to give him any paper. Is there anything he could do about that? Well, yeah, his boss does have to give him his record of employment. Now, if, if he won't do it, honestly, Faisal, one letter or one email from me gets him the letter in 24 hours, okay? So pr- probably the easiest way to kind of avoid having to file complaints with the government, we're going to take months and months, ha- have him send me or have him reach out to me. I can, I'll send a letter to the employer, and, and you see how quickly he'll get that record of employment. <laughs> he, sh- he should get it so he can apply for EI. If he has a disability plan through work, he can apply for that as well. Uh, and remember, he also has a right to his job when, he, when he's uh, better to come back to work. So uh, I can easily help him, Faisal. Okay, I definitely I will give him. A, I'll call him back. I'll give him the same number I call you on, and um, let him talk to you. Perfect. You bet. Uh, the number you want to give him, of course, and you probably know by now since you're a, a hardcore listener of ours. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Josephine, good evening. Hi. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's going on? Um, so I was working as a subcontractor, and for, say, over a year, I was not paid the HSC. Of course, um, CRA is um, obviously demanding that HSC. Is there a way to go back and um, recoup that from the uh, employer? So were you charging it and they weren't paying it? Well, it, I wasn't providing an invoice. So, for example, I was working um, hourly, uh, 44 hours. And uh, it was through, uh, I want to say, a uh, construction agency, right? Yes. So the agency would pay uh, the hourly, uh, but did not pay uh, HST. So at no point was I ever uh, submitting an invoice. It was just a matter of submitting a timesheet. And uh, within each week uh, when paid, uh, there was no HST included in that. 
Okay, so one of the things you may want to do, uh, and if you haven't already, again, I'm not an expert when it comes to, to, to taxation, but you may want to speak to either a tax lawyer or an accountant because it's possible you can deal with uh, uh, with the government on the basis that whatever you got was inclusive of HST. So you can kind of get the HST out of that. So that's one thing you may be able to do. Uh, but beyond that, you can't really make your employer pay more than what was agreed upon. If you had an, a, a contract that said they're going to pay you X per, per hour plus HST and they haven't done that, then yes, you have you can go after them. But if the deal was simply they're going to pay you X and they paid you X, then you can't go after them. You need to deal with CRA. The last thing, though, Josephine, I'm going to say is you actually, in the eyes of the law, may have been an employee of this company. So if you've been let go, potentially, we can uh, we can deal with that because you actually may have been owed severance. It sounds from the, the, the situation that in the eyes of the law, you were not a contractor. You were really an employee. Um, yeah, it, 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 that was also very questionable at the time, um, which uh, to this date they haven't really stated how it was being reflected in their books. Right at one point, um, it, yeah, it was a little bit sticky, so I'm not exactly sure. Well, uh, are you still working there? No, no, I've since I've actually uh, resigned just uh, because of how things were going. Um, just, uh, yeah, it wasn't pleased. Okay. So as, as relates to HSD, again, you, you can't necessarily go after them unless there was an agreement saying that they're going to pay HSD. Uh, but you should, rather than deal with CRA yourself, you should speak with either a tax lawyer or an accountant because it's possible to, to say that whatever they paid me was inclusive of HSD. So to the extent that, so there's no extra money that, that, uh, that's really owed. But I, I, would, I would leave that with you speaking with uh, an accountant and hopefully you can get that resolved. Josephine, appreciate your time. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell to call into this show. The remainder of the time we have, star 640 on cell. Yeah, one 225 talk That is toll-free. Get to uh, Marco. Hey, Marco, good evening. Uh, good evening. Uh, excellent job, gentlemen. I have a quick question. Sure. If you work for a company that does uh, commission and profit sharing, make a, an error on the way they calculate the commission how far back do they have to go back to fix it and then say you decide that you know for what reason you're going to leave the company and you've worked the full fiscal year um are you still entitled to the profit sharing for that Good year Excellent question. So first of all, if a company made a, a mistake and because of that mistake you got paid less than what they should have, you can go back two years. So if today uh, we're in, I don't know, June the 5th, I guess, 2019, to, you, you could go back to June the 5th, 2017. And anything that was owed to you between then and now, you can collect if in fact you can show that they made a mistake. You can go back two years from now, two years from, from the date that you, you uh, decide to pursue it. Uh, so that's, that's your window there. Now, uh, with respect to, to working the fiscal year, the general rule is, yes, if you've worked the year, you have to get paid for uh, and everything and anything that's owed to you. The only way the company can avoid that is if there's a document that you've signed that specifically says that you have to be actively employed on the date that they pay it, even if you work the year. 
So if you sign something like that, they can potentially avoid paying you. Otherwise, the rule is if you work the year, they have to pay you the, the bonus. They have to pay you the profit sharing. They can't uh, avoid paying it just because after the end of the year, you decided to leave. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marco. Thank you, Marco. Appreciate that. Uh, you want to follow up and reach out uh, for any further questions, no problem. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. Still a few minutes to go here. If you want to line one up and throw it at us, we'd love to uh, take your call as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Obtaining better severance, the process. A lot of people say, you know what, I'm scared because I don't want to sue my former employer to get better severance. What's the, uh, what's the scale of reality on that? Uh, that thought so uh, it's a great question as i said before in the majority of cases i'm talking over 80 percent 80 to 90 percent no you do not have to sue you don't have to, you don't have to start legal action against your employer it's, it's just not necessary we can resolve it without having to do that so i would send a demand letter uh, we negotiate back and forth a bit and get it resolved so in the majority of cases we do that now in some cases where the company that says is being unreasonable uh, and, and they're not willing to, to, to pay what's owed or engage in a, in a good faith uh, discussion, then yes, we have to take legal action. But number one, that is the exception. That's not the rule, that's the exception. But even when that happens, that's still not a long process. That's still a process that on average resolves in three, maybe four months. 90% are going to resolve in three to four months if you have to take legal action. And again, in most cases, you don't. So the one thing I want you to understand is suing or taking legal action does not mean you are going to court. Only 1% of cases, 1%, make it to court. It's extremely unlikely, certainly an employment dispute. So even if you have to take legal action, not a big deal. You're still going to resolve it. You're still going to resolve it on good terms, and you're still going to resolve it quickly. And uh, good evening, Ziggy. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good evening. Very good. Very good. Thank you. What's up? Uh, change of control clause. Uh, when, if you exercise, how long do they have uh, employer have to pay out the uh, the uh, salary or the whatever is in the contract? So change in control clause, just for, for those that don't know, is a term in a contract that says that if, if there's a change in ownership or control of, of the company, the employee, if he wants to, can exercise a certain, uh, a certain payment. They can potentially leave or, or require the company to pay a certain amount of, uh, uh, of payment to the employee. Well, if the contract doesn't specify... The, the amount of time, which some don't, then they have to pay within a reasonable time. Usually that would be within 60 days. If, if they don't pay within 60 days, then they're, they're arguably not acting reasonably, and you could, could take legal action to enforce the contract. Okay. Okay. So there's no uh, set, uh, set time, uh, time uh, limit timeline. It's, it's what's reasonable, but generally 60 days has been considered reasonable. Anything beyond that is not reasonable. So if it's been more than 60 days, they're probably doing something that's improper. Appreciate the call. Ziggy, moving on to uh, Emily. Emily, we've got a couple minutes. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I just have a, a quick question. If, um, if I take a promotion to cover somebody's maternity leave and that person takes the full 18 months of maternity leave and I'm working in that promotion in that role, mm-hmm. does that amount of time working in that role mean that that becomes a permanent position or does the company then have the option to move me back down so as long as it's a great question as long as there was an agreement at the beginning that you're going to be working so long as this person 
is off maternity leave or, or sorry on maternity leave then it's not a permanent role as long as there was an uh, that was the deal now if the agreement was hey this is your position and and there's no caveat then it is a permanent role and they can't take it away but in most cases when you're covering covering a maternity leave it's clear from the from the outset that you're going to be in this role until this person comes back so the bottom line is when they come back, they do have the right to put you back in the old role, even though you may have been in, in it now for 18 months. Does that make sense, Emily? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. We got uh, literally a minute. Derek, you want to throw your question in quickly. Go for it. Okay. I'm an employer, um, and I have an employee. She's been with me for about a year. Um, we're having issues where she we works remotely and she's not uh, doing her job using company credit cards uh, when wow. she shouldn't be. And I've, I've called during the day. She's been intoxicated during the day. What are my rights as an employer? Like, I know you guys help employees often. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, and obviously, as an employer, an employee should not tolerate this. What you're describing is a big deal. So what you need to do is you need to send her a letter right now saying, here's the expectations, here's the issues that I've had, and I'm going to be checking up on you. And if I yeah. see these issues again, I'm going to have to let you go. You have to do that. And I would, in writing, I have to have two of these letters. So number okay. one and then number two. Yeah to give her kind of a last chance. And if these issues still can continue, you may be in a position to terminate her for cause, but you have to put it in writing. The fact that you may have discussed it with her verbally is probably not good enough, Derek. If you want to reach out to me after the show, I'll be happy to talk to you exactly how to do that, but that's what you need to do. And we are done for the night. Derek, you got further uh, questions? I'm sure you do. You know how to reach out. one 821 5900 Email is help at employmenthour.com. Always check severancepaycalculator.com. We'll be back here on the weekend here on Global News Radio. Go Raptors.